welcome to the Mindful Soul Collective podcast, a safe space for your healing. I'm your host, Sharina, a counselor, well-being coach, multi-biz owner, and mum. I'm here to talk all things mind, body, and soul. You can expect conversations on mental health, mindfulness, mindset, healing, and whole body wellness. I've completely redefined my relationship to myself and to my life. And now it's your turn. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are about two months into 2024 and honestly, for me, it's been a really, really big two months and I don't know if I've coped with everything too well. You know, I'm, I'm okay. There's been no breakdowns or anything like that, but there's definitely been a lot of changes in my life and in result of that, a lot of things have been chucked on the back burner and I guess that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Even as I sat here thinking about what to say in this episode, I felt myself getting overwhelmed with where to begin, what to cover and how honest I did want to be with you guys. So this episode is coming straight from the heart in its purest form of love for you, but also for me. My eldest Ezra started school this year, more specifically at the beginning of February, and honestly, I've felt like it's been non-stop, go, 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 go since then. I was prepared for the first day. I was prepared to leave Ezra at school five days a week. I was prepared for myself to feel emotional and for Ez to even feel a bit nervous or scared. I was prepared for the tears from myself and from Ezra. I was prepared in terms of uniforms and lunches and bags and school notes and oosh and all of the other things that come with school. I was so prepared for all of that, but I now realize there's a lot of things that I was not prepared for. I was not prepared for how heartbreaking it would be for my other son, Wyatt. He has been distraught every morning since Ez started school. Wyatt goes to daycare four days a week, so every morning of daycare, I leave him screaming in the educator's arms while I walk out of the room, wanting to cry myself. And at the time of recording this for you guys, just yesterday on the way to daycare, Wyatt was asking me to please stay home so he could be with his Ezzy. I have had my heart broken before, many times in fact, but the distraught and pure sadness that Wyatt is experiencing right now is something that I was not prepared for in any way, shape or form. It wasn't even something that I considered or thought would happen. And honestly, that alone is taking its toll on me. Something else I was not prepared for was school drop-off. Now, I knew that it would be a nine o'clock drop-off because, you know, we all know school starts at nine, but I didn't expect there to be so much traffic. As a reminder, I work from home. Previously, I had no reason to drive during peak time, so I guess I kind of forgot that that even was a thing. <laughs> so the first week of school, Ez was late twice, twice, because I didn't allow enough time. The boys go to school in opposite directions, so it takes me an hour and a half to do drop-off in the morning for both the boys, and majority of that time involves having them in the car with me. So they're fighting and teasing with each other, or they're singing and just, you know, all the usual chatter between two kids. And I can get overwhelmed with that quite easily if it's very loud and constant, which it is. So an hour and a half of that each morning is also taking its toll on me. Because I was not prepared for the long school drop-offs, that means I was also not prepared for shorter work days. Before Ez started school, I was in a routine of having between 7.30 and around 4 o'clock every day for my work, on average anyway. I was prepared in the sense of oosh, so Ez goes there three afternoons a week, but I'm still losing a lot of work time during the week because of the drop-offs and all that time in traffic. I actually did the maths for this episode. 
which honestly, I don't think helps my mindset around this. But I lose a total of 12 working hours per week. That's across each day, mornings and afternoon. That is 12 hours less that I have to do everything I do. Now, I love my work. I love my clients. I love my businesses. I love my podcasts. I love everything I do. So to lose 12 hours a week honestly sucks. And I think it mostly sucks because it's not like I'm now gaining 12 hours with my kids. It's spent, those 12 hours are spent running around for school and daycare. So honestly, that part sucks and I was not prepared for that. Over the last two months as well, I've had a lot of one-off things happening. So I was hiring new people to join my team and onboarding them. I had a wisdom tooth removed. I had a lot of specialist doctor's appointments and tests. I got some new tattoos. I have had meetings with Ezra's school, a lot of different conversations and things to do for family admin that I wouldn't normally have to do. And of course, with all these things are the usual chaos life things that we have to do, like catching up with my own friends, date nights with Carl, work training, swimming lessons, meetings, and my own therapy. So you can say it's been a big couple of months, mostly in February, but it definitely started ramping up in January and then hit me like a ton of bricks in February. (laughs) All of this to say is that I've really had to embrace change. Change to my work, change to my schedule, change to my habits, change to my housework and family admin, change to my mindset around all of the above. There is a lot of embracing change happening and I'd be lying if I said it wasn't resistance free because I don't like change. I am a creature of habit because honestly, it makes me feel stronger and happier and safer when I know exactly what's happening. So when things change, I struggle with it because that's not natural to me. But all of this change has really inspired today's episode about why we should embrace and surrender to change as it happens. The truth is embracing change is so important for us. It allows us to step outside of our comfort zone and explore new experiences. It develops our resilience and helps us to move through uncertainty. It allows new opportunities within our relationships, career, life. It encourages us to reflect on values, beliefs, and goals. It encourages introspection and self-awareness work. Change gives us the most amazing opportunity of self-discovery and personal growth, which is why we're all here, right? We all want to grow. We all want to heal. We all want to expand. And change really allows us to live a life filled with that growth and expansion and healing that we all want. As I speak about embracing change, I do also want to say that I am far from perfect with this. I just told you, creature of habit, this is really unnatural for me. I'm still learning to embrace this change. So this episode is as much for you as it is for me. I never want somebody to listen to my podcast or read my content and think I've got life figured out because I don't. You know, at the time of recording this, I have six loads of washing, literally, to fold and put away. All of my bed sheets are overdue to be washed. My bathroom is overdue for a clean. I had a microwave meal for lunch today and Carl's having leftover KFC from dinner last night. I mentioned Ez has been late to school twice in his first week. I forgot to fill out one of Ezra's school forms and I had to email it in at the last minute. My car's filled with toys. I haven't had time to do Ezra's speech pathology homework in the last few weeks. I have loads of emails awaiting my action. I almost forgot to complete my bass and taxes for the last quarter. I have not gone to the gym or even gone for a walk in two almost three weeks. 
I have not been consistently journaling or meditating or doing any of the things that are purely for me. So believe me, I am far from perfect when it comes to embracing change. It's something that I'm trying to navigate right now too. And I really wanted to share that with you because like I said, we're on this journey together. So I want for us to embrace this change together while also still taking care of ourselves. So how the hell do we do that? How do we embrace and surrender to change? I wanted to share with you guys my ideas on how I plan to continue embracing this change imperfectly. And the first way I'm embracing change is by simply accepting it. We need to be willing and open to accepting the fact that our life has changed. And honestly, it will continue to change. It's a natural part of life. So rather than resisting or denying it, we really need to cultivate an attitude of acceptance to flow with whatever change comes up. Allow yourself to feel the feelings that come with the change. Recognize, validate, and express those feelings, whether they're positive or negative, and then release the urge to resist or control things that are beyond your control. Instead of fighting against life and reality, accept it as it is. The second way I am embracing change is by staying flexible. Staying flexible and open to shifting your plans, goals, expectations, visions, and life is so important when embracing change. Because when something changes in our outer world, chances are something in our inner world would need adjusting to match that. I have a lot of goals and things I want to do and achieve. And honestly, after this month, I now know that I need to shift my timeline on them because I simply don't have the capacity for it. And that's okay. So what can you be more flexible on or how can you be more flexible while embracing the changes happening in your world as well? The third way I'm embracing change is by making life as easy as possible. The truth is I no longer have the capacity for all the things I used to have capacity for. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy. So I've really been leaning into the question of how can I make this easier? I mentioned that I haven't been able to get to the gym in a few weeks and that is purely due to time. I already drive an hour and a half in the morning. I do not want to then have to go to the gym and lose another hour and a half of my day when I already feel like it's jam-packed. So when I ask myself, how could this be easier? Because movement is still important. It's one of the basics. It is important we need to figure out a way to get into our day. So I ask myself, how could I make movement easier? And I realized that if I had a walking pad at home, this would allow for movement before the kids wake up or after they go to bed, or even better, when I'm working. Doesn't replace the gym because I want and need to be lifting the weights and need that type of movement as well, but it does allow for a lot of easier movement throughout the week and less days at the gym. Another example for me is with my content. Last year, I was posting on my feed daily with additional reels and TikToks. I was posting on threads and posting on Facebook. I was trying to do multiple stories a day, weekly newsletters and blog posts. This year, I don't have the time for it. I don't have the energy for it. So when I asked, how can I make this easier? I realized I don't need to be doing all of that. I don't need all the platforms. I don't need the daily posting. So how can I make this easier? And I've decided I'll post on my feed three to four times a week. I'll send one newsletter. I'll post one blog post and do one podcast episode. Everything else happens when I'm inspired or called to it. So just ask yourself, how can I make this easier? Anything that feels hard. Ask that question and allow yourself to make your life easier. The fourth way I'm embracing and surrendering to the change is by prioritizing my self-care. Now, I'll be honest, this has absolutely fallen to the back burner over the last few weeks. So as I speak about this, I am definitely speaking to myself and publicly declaring 
that I will devote the time needed for myself moving forward. Change can bring on so many emotions. It can make us feel stressed and anxious and unsafe. So it's so important that we practice self-care and offer ourselves kindness, compassion and love throughout. Self-care and self-love is such a deep, complex topic to dive into, but I did want to share what this looks like specifically for me at this stage of life, this stage of change. Of course, if you haven't guessed it, (laughs) it starts with prioritizing the basics. I say it every episode, but you need to ensure you're drinking enough filtered water, you're eating regular nutritious meals, you're moving your body, you're getting enough quality sleep, and you're having plenty of fresh air and sunshine. This is the fundamental stuff. It is so, so important. I'm also going to be putting the time and energy into practicing mindfulness and self-awareness work. This looks like continuing my therapy, journaling regularly and meditating daily. And I'm also going to put a really big focus on regulating my nervous system, which every day that's going to look a bit different. So I'll flow with whatever feels good that day. I'm also definitely in a season of setting boundaries. Right now, myself, my family and my work and my priorities. So if I have time and energy left over after taking care of those priorities, then great. That's when I'll see my friends. That's when I'll do favors for people and whatever else comes up. Boundaries are absolutely necessary for me right now. And maybe some people in my life won't understand that. And that's okay. They don't have to understand it. I need to understand it and I need to be okay with it, which I am. And that's it. The four ways I'm going to embrace and surrender to the change I'm trying to find a flow through. (laughs) I think the more we can embrace and surrender, the easier it will be able to be for us to flow and find our feet again. So I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, please share it with a friend or on your social media. It means the world to me, my work, and it will help somebody else. Lots of love and support, and I will chat to you next week. Bye.